Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for being here today with me. This is a super special episode as we have hit the halfway mark of 100. It's the half century episode. That's right. This is episode 50 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I am super stoked to have reached this milestone. Starting podcasts like this had been on my back burner for a while, but obviously I just kept putting it off. Until around this time last year, when I started writing and experimenting with how the first episode was going to go, and while a lot has changed since the launch of that first episode last January, one thing has stayed the same for me. This is all about making your travel and adventure photography game better. So thank you so much for being here on this journey with me and for taking part and listening along. So with that idea in mind of being able to make your photography better, especially in ways that we don't necessarily think of needing to improve our photography, I want to talk about something that is on a lot of people's minds when the new year begins, physical wellness. But this isn't going to be about how lifting weights can change your life or how you need less sugar or anything, although we all should probably lift more heavy things and eat less sugar, but that's besides the point. I want to talk about a few things that I always do or have with me to stay fit and active and able to shoot all day long while I'm traveling and adventuring. So these tips will be pretty applicable to everybody across the board unless you've got your own fitness regime down to a fine science. And honestly, I think a lot of people could probably add to their fitness ideas and the things that they do. So take a listen. Hopefully these tips and ideas and the things that I do to keep myself moving keep you going while we're out traveling. All right, let's get into it. First off, a little bit about my own background with this stuff. In the fall of 2018, I went on my annual hut trip with my brother-in-law and some friends. We were headed into Bow Hut in Banff National Park. Honestly, it's a pretty straightforward trip into the hut, like eight kilometers, a few hundred meters of elevation gain, and a bit of route finding through a boulder field. But really, it's pretty easy. Let's just say things did not go well on this trip for me. And it was a true turning point in understanding where my life was headed. Within just a couple kilometers of leaving the truck, I was exhausted. Like just, I didn't want to put one foot in front of the other anymore. And about one kilometer from the hut, I fell, dislocated my knee. Now, I've had knee problems most of my life, so I knew what to do, but it was still truly excruciating. And honestly, looking back on this trip now, I fell at that point because I was so exhausted. I'd pushed myself through the previous five, six, seven kilometers that we'd been doing, and I just didn't want to go anymore. My body failed me at that point. Now, I put my knee back in place, and instead of trying to hike back out that way, we made our way into the hut where I could ice my knee and hope it would be better for the next day for the trip back out. Now, let's just say I made it back out the next day, but the hike was so not a fun one. So, side note, thanks so much to my friend Sarah for taking my bag and giving me her lighter one. That made a huge difference not to have my huge bag on my back. Honestly, this was probably the worst hut trip I've ever been on. I was in pain, I was tired, my whole body hurt. When we got back to the truck, I crashed hard and slept most of the way home. After that, it was like a week of recovery before I felt right again, before I wanted to move and hike and do things again. Now, this is when I decided enough was enough. This trip made me realize I hadn't really focused on my fitness at all since finishing school in 2015, and it was showing. Now, I kind of known that. I'd hiked a little less and explored a little less and things like that, but this trip made me realize just how bad things had really gotten. 
I was decrepit, in my brother-in-law's words, when we were talking about this trip recently. And I, actually, I really was. I really was decrepit. So I got serious about getting better. And it has made a world of difference. Because this trip made me realize I had two options in front of me. Give up adventuring and travel and seeing marvelous places with my camera, or get healthy and get to seeing more of those amazing places. And I chose health. I started going to the gym six days a week, worked on a specific fitness plan, a dietary plan, and changed pretty much everything around. And it's been going that way up until the pandemic closed to gyms and I've been working out at home now. But it's been going that way since that trip. Now, I unfortunately have a body that tightens up very easily. My muscles cramp and cause tightness and I've got hypermobility, which means my joints can bend and move in fun and not always super healthy ways. Now, all of this means I need to focus a lot on stabilization and recovery to ensure I can keep moving. Building big muscles is fun and all, but for me, the ability for those muscles to move and for my joints to be stabilized properly is where my fitness tends to focus a lot. And honestly, for a lot of people, that's one of the best places to focus. We sit a lot during our days. We sit in cars, we sit at desks, we sit having dinner, we sit just doing a lot of things. And so we need to focus a lot on getting our bodies moving and lubricated and our joints moving around. So I have specific protocols after hikes or runs and especially after days sitting at my desk and stuff like that to make sure that my back doesn't lock up and my legs and all these other things and to make sure that I don't have like a massive amount of pain for days afterwards. And really, I would like not to hurt for days afterwards so I can keep going and doing the things I love. As you all likely well know, traveling and adventuring are hard enough on our bodies without adding in the extra weight of cameras, lenses, and tripods, or the way we contort our bodies to get specific shots. This is why wellness to me is so essential in keeping us going and keeping us shooting. It is the only thing that keeps me going and shooting, and without particular things that I can do anywhere in the world, I wouldn't be able to adventure. Now, today I want to give you the four things that I always do or have with me that allow me to keep moving day in and day out. And these all come from specific bits of research into my own body and into who I am. And I really believe that these work for a lot of people, but give them a try if you don't already have them in your fitness regime and see if they work for you as well. All right, first off are rollers. Now, these come in various shapes and sizes and materials. I have a little tiny roller that I throw in my backpacking kit that's smaller than a baseball that works on pretty much every muscle and huge foam rollers at home that are five feet long so I can lay down on them and really dig into certain muscles or be able to do certain exercises to loosen up my back and other places. Now, rollers are meant to be moved across tight muscles as a form of muscle relief and relaxation. It's kind of like giving yourself a massage, although a massage will work significantly better. Now, you can use them on pretty much every muscle in the body. Just make sure to avoid your joints. Now, there are all sorts of different foam rollers out there and a ton of different exercises for various sized ones and ones with nibs and ones with different roller pieces on them. But really, all you need to get yourself started is a hard ball and a flat surface. Now, place the ball between the hard surface and your tight muscle and then move the ball around until you find a painful point and then slowly use that ball to massage the sore spot. Let's use your back as an example. If my shoulder blade is feeling really tight, I'll grab a street hockey ball, go lean against a wall, and place the ball on my upper back between me and the wall. I'll then slowly move around until I find the point feeling sore and then press back into the ball 
that's sitting on the wall to help release the muscle. And it feels incredible. It can feel incredibly painful or it can feel incredibly relieving. And it has honestly meant so many times that I could just keep going even after a few minutes of doing some of these rolling exercises. Now, I use rollers primarily to do two things. Roll out tight muscles after a hike, mainly my glutes and hips, and help unlock my traps and upper back muscles after carrying a heavy bag around. Now, everyone has different muscles that get tight, but rolling is one of the easiest ways to help them out while you are out. And getting a little ball to do this with is easy and very lightweight and can fit in pretty much any backpack traveling anywhere in the world and not really add too much weight. And to me, that extra half pound of carrying a ball around with me to be able to keep going the next day, super well worth the extra weight. All right, moving on to our second thing that I always do to keep myself going, and it's yoga. This one is a more recent ad, but it has made a world of difference for me. For years, I've thought that yoga would be great for my muscle tightness, but honestly couldn't bring myself to add the extra payment on top of my gym fees and other wellness things that I've been doing. So I kept putting it off. But when the pandemic closed my gym in early to March 2020, I had to find new outlets and I started doing yoga and it changed my actual body composition. My muscles leaned out, I got faster and more agile and I had better mobility. It actually led to me being able to run without my knees hurting super bad and actually enjoy getting out running. It's quite amazing. I'd never really enjoyed running before I started doing yoga and before my body composition changed and all of a sudden now I, I can run 17, 20 kilometers without really too much of a problem. Now right now I use yoga every single morning to unlock my body after the stiffness that sleep causes me. And I do it after every single hike, run, bike, or anything active because it helps keep my muscles from locking up and once again causing pain and limiting my ability to move. So yoga works for me because it helps with my muscle tightness, endurance, and flexibility. And I think that's why everyone should really be doing it. Even just 20 minutes a day can unlock your body and make it feel more ready for movement. Now, I started doing yoga even before working out. I'll do my hard workouts, warm up straight through the hard workout, straight through the cool down, and then I'll do yoga again afterwards just because it makes my body feel so good. Now, yoga also has a mental component. I know many people who use yoga as meditation. I'm not one of them. I try, but I don't always succeed at it. But yoga does help me feel more focused and refreshed. It's almost like having a quick power nap for my brain. I'm energized and ready to go after a short yoga session. Now, best of all, yoga doesn't require anything extra. A mat is excellent and makes things significantly more comfortable when you lie on the ground or kneel or anything like that. And there are some extra accessories like blocks and straps. But really... You can do yoga anywhere in the world without anything extra. Yoga in the grass feels fantastic. Yoga on the beach in the sand feels really friggin' cool. And that's why this makes it a fantastic piece to add to your traveling and backpacking routine. Because at the end of a long hike, after you've got your camp set up and some food on, you can spend a few minutes doing a simple yoga routine beside your tent, or even in it, if you don't have to do standing poses. And you can do it in hotel rooms on the beach, really anywhere you've got a little bit of space. And it's a great way to let your body relax after putting it through a lot of pain during the day. All right, so yoga and foam rollers are tips one and two. Those both help your body to relax a bit and relieve soreness and tension and muscle tightness. Tip number three is focused more on staying fit while on the go. Now, this is the Monkey Bars 2 Adventure Kit. This one goes traveling with me and car camping, but it does not come backpacking. Not worth the extra weight for backpacking. 
Now, the Monkey Kit is a bodyweight training system that can be hooked up to any door, tree, or pretty much anything else stable that allows you to work out from anywhere. It's kind of like a portable version of the TRX system, if you're familiar with what that is. It enables you to do a variety of bodyweight exercises using two handles and a rigging system. So you can do everything like rows, hangs, stabilizing exercises, core work, anything like that while in the park, on the beach, at your campsite, or at home. Best of all, this kit is made to be portable. It packs up super small, so it doesn't take up much room in any bag. I'd say the whole thing isn't bigger than both my hands put side by side. Now, I picked up this amazing system a few years ago and have been using it consistently ever since. Bodyweight training is an essential component of functional training and builds incredible strength, core stability, and balance. I know there are many points where I won't have access to a gym for a while, but maintaining my overall fitness is really important for me to make sure my joints aren't able to just pop out of place or lock up, causing intense pain. So I use the monkey bars to be able to work out anywhere and really focus on those stabilizing muscles that keep me going. Now check them out for your own fitness as they may just be the perfect thing for you. I'll include a link in the show notes to the company's website. And they have not sponsored this. I just really enjoy using them. All right, and going on to our final tip, tip number four. This is pretty simple sounding, but eat real food. And honestly, this sounds easier than it actually is, but eating real meals and real food is imperative to maintaining the ability to enjoy your trips. For me, that's for two reasons. Firstly, I tend to have a gentle stomach, so throwing new foods into the mix can have some not-so-pretty consequences for me. And secondly, I have way more energy when I'm eating the right foods, which means I can get the most out of my days. Now, the right foods are a little dependent on your own bio-individuality. For me, the right foods include a lot of veggies, avoiding things that cause inflammation, and little to no sugar and dairy. But for you, the right foods are going to be different. You will need to experiment to find the right mixture of things that work well for you and things that don't. And don't just take someone else's diet for yourself. I feel a lot better if I don't drink at all, whereas some of my travel companions can drink all they want and still go hard the next day. Totally different things for totally different people. So you will need to go out and find what works for you to feel your best and your healthiest. That being said, there are some good rules that benefit nearly everyone to get and stay fit and healthy. Avoid eating overly processed meals all the time. Fast food, TV dinners, things like that aren't good for you, especially if you eat them consistently. Instead of that, cook as much as you can for yourself and try cooking new things if you can to see if they interact with your body in really positive ways. And to quote Michael Pollan from In Defense of Food, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. And that's just solid, excellent advice for pretty much everybody. For myself, I find eating five to seven small meals a day is better than three large meals, and I like to have protein bars on hand to give myself a pick-me-up while I'm out and about. Now finally, also drink enough water and make sure to consume your electrolytes. I carry Nuns tablets everywhere I travel and use them frequently to replenish my electrolytes while on the go. If you're traveling, coconut water will do the same thing, and drinking the water straight from a coconut is magical, so try it if you have the chance. Real food, really to me, means eating things that have as few ingredients as possible and that you can easily pronounce all of the ingredients. You want the things you are eating to be as close to how they were grown as you can get. After that, find what works for you and your own bio-individuality. And that's it. Foam rollers to help release your muscle tension and tightness after you've hiked and run or done anything else that's active and exploratory. 
yoga to get your body up and moving and increase your flexibility and increase your range of motion and your endurance. Monkey bars, a two for some on-the-go portable bodyweight training exercises that can keep you fit when you can't hit the gym. And tip number four was eating real food that gives you the most and best energy. These are really the four things that I find that keep me going. And with the joint issues I've got, that can be a challenge some days. So I know how important it is to keep on top of my health. I hope you find something here that you can use to keep your own health in tip-top shape. Now, if you have something you want to learn about or something you're interested in, or if you have thoughts or your own fitness things that you use, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message on Instagram at Rarmassy Photography or at Travel Adventure Photo School, and you can check out all of the show notes for this episode on the website at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today and being a part of this with me. And thanks for being here for the past 50 episodes. I look forward to the future and however many more we get to do together. Let's adventure. Bye for now.